Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayana Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guest today is Betsy St. Amant Haddix. Betsy shares her testimony with us about how God walked her through a season of an unwanted divorce and how he brought restoration and healing to her life. It's a beautiful testimony. Now here is my conversation with Betsy St. Amant Haddix. Hi, I am Betsy St. Amant Haddix, and I am joining you today from Shreveport, Louisiana. And I have been remarried now for almost six years. Well, Betsy, thank you for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thanks for having me. So you shared with me before our time together today that you have been through an unwanted divorce. Uh, can you walk us through what that time of singleness was like for you after the divorce? Yes. So in a nutshell, it was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. Um, I remember being in that season and just experiencing such deep grief, but then also experiencing the Lord in a way like I never have before. So there's a lot of sweetness with the bitter. When I think back on that time, um, you know, his presence was with me during that whole experience. And, you know, it, you, you hate to say, you know, it was worth it or you would do it again, but I I think I would, you know, but, but because the richness of the Lord's presence with me during that time, it's makes me think of the scripture about, um, how these present sufferings are nothing compared to the glory that awaits and the way the Lord was with me in that hard season just gave me a, just a glimpse of that glory that I still can't fully understand. Um, So it just makes our struggles and our trials on earth just seem so much more manageable when we have that view. And that was one of the blessings that came from that hard season was just the gift of the Holy spirit himself ministering to me in ways that I had never known and until the time I had never needed. Mm. So. Wow. Well, you've already mentioned um, one scripture, but I wanted to ask about the significance of Isaiah 26, 3 and what impact that particular scripture had um, and it perhaps still has on your life, but particularly that, that season that you were in, what impact did that scripture have? that is one of those scriptures that every time I see it, it feels, it feels like an inside, not an inside joke, but an inside thing with the Lord, because that scripture just really kept me afloat for a really long time. Um, The scripture reads, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Mm. When I was walking through that season of divorce, I was, um, I wasn't even 30 yet. I was in my late twenties and when my ex left there, this verse was an anchor for me because being abandoned is such a unique grief and it's a unique pain. And it's, it's not that you simply miss your spouse or the person that you're grieving. There's very much that, but it's compounded by this feeling of, of helplessness that your world and all of your comfort and securities have been rocked. So it's, it's just very overwhelming. You don't know what's about to happen financially. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's about to happen for your child. You don't know what your life is about to look like. 
So it's very unsettling on top of the pain of losing the person who you thought you were still going to be spending your life with. Um, so because of that, you can imagine suddenly a single mom, late 20s, all of this pain, all of these fears and unknowns, it's hard to go to sleep mm-hmm. and it's hard to wake up because when you go to sleep, you can't turn your mind off. And that's all you're thinking about is what happened, what might happen, what could happen next. Um, and then when you wake up the next morning, it's like it hits you all over again. So those were my most vulnerable times was going to sleep and waking up. And the Lord gave me this verse and I would lay in bed and literally just chant this verse over and over until I fell asleep. And it proved true. I had peace. And it was the peace that passes all understanding that makes no sense outside of the Holy Spirit. So even now I, I tear up thinking about it, not because I'm sad, but because it's such a sweet testimony to the Lord's presence. And it, it makes these types of things, you know, bearable. I, I appreciate you sharing the practicality of that and how you you say, you know, you were just chanting that scripture. So it gives people a picture on how to literally walk through it. So thank you for sharing that. And I just, I just wanted to ask you, was there ever a time during that season that you felt completely hopeless? Was there ever a moment that you felt that way? I would say yes. Um, Moments, not, not anything very prolonged. Um, The Lord was gracious to me with that, but I would like to I guess, kind of normalize that feeling for anyone who might be listening and is going through a divorce. Um, You don't have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to not be okay in the middle of something this hard. Um, So when you have those moments of hopelessness, it's, it's not something you want to, you know, dwell in. You don't want to stay there and get comfortable, but you also need to feel that and process it and get to the other side. Um, And that's just something I think a lot of women struggle with, especially Christian women. We think, oh, I shouldn't be this upset. I should be a better Christian than this. We um, we allow those thoughts from the enemy to to twist our experience and make us Hmm. shame ourselves. And that just adds to our pain and it makes us distant from God when we get into that um, cycle. So I would like to encourage women going through this pain, feel the pain. And then take the next step forward. And it's okay if you have to do that every day. But at some point, it does get better. You do get to the other side. Um, that those, those moments of hopelessness get much fewer and farther in between. And the next thing you know, your years passed and you're, you're giving your testimony to someone about how good the Lord is. So just keep going and don't stay there, but don't ignore it. Don't try to shove that feeling away or condemn yourself for it. Um, it's, it's very normal and expected and, and it's healthy to process it. So what would you say to our listeners who are single and desiring a spouse? Ooh, so much. <laughs> um, okay. A few things. One, I would like to validate that desire to get married or remarried, whatever your situation is. Um, you might have heard in the past from very well-meaning people that, you know, you'd need to be content in your singleness and you need to just put that aside. And, you know, there is some validity to that. Um, wanting to get married should not consume your whole life, but it's not a bad desire. I would even say that desire is from the Lord if you have it. Um, 
we can't control how that plays out or the timing. Um, and that's what makes it hard. But if you want to get married or remarried and that's a desire you have, good for you. That is completely okay. And um, we know that marriage does not complete us, that we don't have to be married to live a full Christian life. Um, but it's an okay thing to want. So I want to start with that. It's okay that you feel that way. You don't have to try to talk yourself out of, of, of wanting to be married. Um, you know, there's even a scripture in Proverbs uh, 13 about a, a, a longing or a hope unfulfilled makes the heart ache. And that's, that's very real. And I walked through that um, after my divorce, I wanted to get remarried. Um, I felt like I was just born to be a wife. I was good at it. I, I wanted my daughter to have a father figure. Um, all of those things were very important to me. And I kept that, that desire in my heart. And eventually the Lord brought it to pass. And like I said, I've been remarried now for almost six years. Um, so that leads me to my second point. I'd like to encourage women, don't give up. There is always hope. Um, I remember there was one time I was at my, um, at my job and I was walking across the, the floor of the store I worked at and I had just gotten out of another post-divorce awful dating attempt <laughs> and was very much single again. And I just had this thought of, man, this is impossible. There's, this is never going to happen. Like, how is this going to happen? Once again, I have no prospects. Um, I'm going through a breakup. Like, this is just, there's, there's no way. And I had that thought, I could tell you right now where I was standing in the store, what I was wearing. It's so vivid. And, you know, about two weeks later, I had two new prospects of potential <laughs> dates and things didn't work out with either of them. That was fine. Um, I had one actually bring me protein shakes up to the store and I had another one bring me deer meat. <laughs> so they were trying to, <laughs> but apparently <laughs> my current has one of those, um, but it just goes to show you don't know what's right around the corner. So me standing in the store feeling like this is it. I'm going to be single forever. I don't have any way to make this happen. I didn't have to make it happen. The Lord brings things about and he brought those people across my path and he brought my husband today across my path. So um, one thing I like to tell women um, who are single or, or going through that type of, of issue is um, one day I did not know my husband and the next day I did. Wow. And it passed. And it's, it's such a simple concept, but it, it really is profound. One day I, I had no idea who he was and the next day I did. Yeah. And now we for six years. So it really can happen that quickly and you don't have to strive. Um, I personally don't see anything wrong with putting yourself out there. If you want to go on a dating app if you want to attend the blind date from your well-meaning aunt or grandmother, like that's all fine. And the Lord can work through those. There are testimonies of, of so many really neat relationships developing from technology. Um, so I am not against those at all. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, don't feel hopeless. Like that's your only option. The Lord works in mysterious ways and you just never know. So keep the hope, keep the desire and keep going. So kind of in that same line of thinking, I wanted us to discuss uh, Hebrews 11.1 1, and what that's meant to you in your life as a woman who's been through an unwanted divorce and as someone who is happily married today. Can can we talk about Hebrews 11.1? 1? 
Yes, I would love to. That's one of my favorite verses. Um, it reads, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I have loved this verse since I was a teenager. And I never really knew why. When I was in high school, I just remember seeing this verse in my Bible and it just resonated with me. Something just drew me to it. And I think it's sort of the abstract, mysterious component to it. It's kind of a the the way it's phrased is, you know, mysterious and the conviction and evidence of things you can't see. Like it's it's kind of neat, right? To um, it's not perfectly clear at first read. It's one of those you really have to kind of dig into and and absorb and let the Holy Spirit make it make sense to you. Yeah. Um, so I've always loved that verse. And so in my season of divorce, that verse really continued to speak to me because it reminded me of how God works behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And we have to have our that faith in him and who he is, even when we can't see what he's doing. And even when all evidence points otherwise, there's still that proof, even though that proof is invisible. And that's what gets us through. Mm-hmm. So that really ministered to me during that season. And then now, as a woman who is navigating you know, new challenges, new careers, remarriage, set families, you know, um, parenting teenagers, <laughs> bless it. Um, I still, I still glean from that verse because for me now, it's sort of a reminder that everything we do here on earth has purpose, every hardship, every challenge, every victory and joy, it's all building our faith. So we can be assured of who God is and of his working in our lives and the Holy Spirit convicts us of those things, and we're never alone. So this verse just continues to, just like the Bible says, it's the living word. It continues to renew me and kind of reach me on a different level, no matter what season of life I'm in. And that's really cool. I love when that happens. So Betsy, you're an author. Um, can you please share with us what you've written and where we could uh, find your books? Yes. So I've actually written about 25 novels and novellas to date. Wow. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Most of them are available in print and ebook, um, several in audio. Um, Some are even available on the Libby app and um, Hoopla, Um, all the major retailers, Amazon, Barnes Noble. Um, And my website has all of my titles listed kind of for a one-stop shop, you can look and see which ones might appeal to you. Um, and my website is www.betsysaintamont.com. And um, one thing I'd like to say is if you do visit my website, there is a space to sign up for my newsletter and you can stay up to date on future releases of, of new books coming up. I do have several coming out over the next year. I love to do giveaways on the newsletter and most importantly, you will get to see adorable photos of my dog. <laughs> so it is well worth the click, I promise you. <laughs> um, some of my most recent titles, you might see a theme, are All's Fair in Love and Cupcakes, Love Arrives in Pieces, The Key to Love, and then my newest is Tacos for Two, which is one of my favorites. It takes um, the premise of the movie You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. which is favorite movies and it puts it with um food trucks and tacos so it's food truck wars meets you've got mail is sort of the gimmick there um and I also want to give a shout out to love arrives in pieces that was a book I wrote that featured a divorced heroine for the first time Mm. and 
very special book to my heart, and it features a theme of mosaic tiles and the Lord making beauty from the broken. So if there's anyone in your life that might be encouraged with a, with a book of, of hopefulness through divorce, that one might be a good one to give to them. Oh, Betsy, that those sound great. And you have a book coming out next year, right? In 2024? I do. I have um, two Christian fiction Christmas books actually coming out this Christmas, 2023. Okay. Feels weird since we just had Christmas. I know, <laughs> <But> right? <laughs> this year I'll have two. Um, one is with Love Inspired. And then the other one is part of a uh, novella set for Barber and it's three in one. So you get three stories in one book and I'm with two other authors and we've created this Louisiana Christmas set for you um, featuring a family. Um, Each character appears in all the stories. So it's very interconnected um, Louisiana Christmas style. Um, It'll be really fun. So that one's this Christmas. Um, I think November, maybe December, we're still waiting on the official release date. Um, But in January of next year, 2024, um, I have my first full-length nonfiction book releasing with Kriegel Publishers, and it is on Christian women and divorce. And um, we don't have the final title um, just yet, so that is coming. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll get to see the title when it's official, the cover art before anyone else. Um, I like to keep my newsletter subscribers in the loop with that special first first peak content. Um, so that is coming out in January, 2024. I pray it's a blessing to women who are in need of that encouragement and hope in their divorce. That that sounds amazing, Betsy. Thank you so much for sharing that with our audience. Um, and we're definitely looking forward to um, supporting that and reading those. It, it sounds amazing. Thank you. And you also have writings on Crosswalk and iBelieve.com. Is that correct? Yes, I've written for Crosswalk since I was 19, 18 or 19 years old. And um, more recently, I believe, which is a sister company of Crosswalk and um, Crosswalk has content for everyone, I believe is focused more on content for women. And that's where I've kind of landed these last several years is writing a little more exclusively for them. Um, I have probably three to five articles a month on there. And that is free content that's full of encouragement. They do have a plus system now where you can subscribe and pay a very nominal fee and get kind of bonus content through their plus feature. But most of their regular articles are just free encouragement for the Christian women. Okay. All right, Betsy, um, as we wrap up our time together, did you have any final thoughts or words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, my heart for women is just to be encouraged in God's truth and in their true identity as daughters of the King. So I would just like to say whatever your current situation is with relationships, whether you're single, married, divorced, remarried, engaged, any of those things, um, just remember that the Lord, your maker, is your husband. Mm -hmm. And even when you fail, I don't mean just men, but women too. <laughs> when when men fail, the Lord never fails us. And I think when we keep that first, when we keep that relationship with the Lord first, all of these other earthly relationship attempts tend to work out a lot, a lot better and a lot smoother. So I would just like to encourage women with that. 
Betsy, it has been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. That concludes today's episode of the Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.